On this episode of Intent Topics, we're going to talk about what makes a business a good fit for intent-based sales. I'm Chris Battis, and this is Logan Kelly, and today we'll be talking about what businesses are a good fit for intent-based sales, why some businesses are not a good fit for intent-based sales, and we're going to share some of our favorite success stories from intent-based selling. Logan, tell us, what makes a good fit for businesses to use intent-based sales? Yeah, good question. The way I look at it, there are four questions that I ask before I take on any engagement. Um, and one of the one of the important things here at Union is we want to make sure that we're taking on clients that we believe can win using this strategy. So the first thing we're asking is, is there a clearly defined or a definable market? Now, our, our client or our potential client or any business might be saying, this looks like an interesting strategy. I really haven't spent time, you know, thinking about what are the parameters of my market. It might be informal, but we need to start putting that in in terms of data. So that's what we want to look at. Is there a clearly defined or data definable market? Makes sense. Cool. The next thing is, are there intent topics that match? So what I mean by that are, you know, not every single product that somebody is selling is is tracked by you know intent data sources. Um, not every problem that their targets have are tracked by intent data sources. But the the key is is looking at the data that's out there between you know the firmographic data and the technological data, um, and then matching that to some of the intent topics and saying, okay, are there some things that I'm seeing? that we might be able to draft off of and sell off of. Very cool. The third piece that we're looking at are, are there enough companies surging at any one time? And what's, what's kind of a killer is there are some topics or some industries or some verticals, or sometimes our defined market is way too narrow that, you know, you might only have five or six companies given signals off uh, right. for intent. And for me, uh, I don't, I don't see that that's really going to drive ROI. And that's the last question is, can this be profitable for a client? So, or, or any business, right? So, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about making the investment into these tools and into this data, you know, you're going to want to see a, a substantial ROI for it to make sense. Now, what that means is different for every business. You know, so if you're, if you're, you know, margins are fat and you're, you're writing, you know, 250,000 half million dollar deals, mm-hmm. one deal might do it. Right. Um, if you're, if you're a, a smaller business or you're writing smaller ticket items and the volume might need to be higher, I think we really need to look at the answers to the, the first three questions to figure out, you know, can this be profitable? And, and what are the metrics on that profitability? Nice. Nice. Cool. So as you look at, say, a new client in the sales process, how comfortable do you feel when you've done your research on and answered all these questions? Uh, what's your kind of level of comfort going into an engagement of success, right? Yeah. So what I'm looking at is, you know, I want to see the baseline of what the client or, or, you know, if I, if someone is, if somebody were to ask me, you know, is this right for my business? I want to do it myself. What I would look at is what are your current success metrics, right? So do you have a lot of inbound sales or inbound leads? Um, Are you pure outbound and you've got a pretty good understanding of what that looks like? Mm-hmm. Um, is your is your content 
strategy pretty pretty strong already. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have sales data? Because I can tell you that for a startup, this is a very it's a very viable and great you know strategy. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things you got to figure out. There's a lot right. of assumptions that you got to make. And so I would yeah. say that well-established companies, if I've got some data about the company and then I can put that against the firmographic, the intent, the technology right. data, then I can say, all right, this is reasonably what we say. And I'm always underplaying myself because you know we're in sales at the end of the day. I'd rather under-promise and over-deliver. Sure. Um, and, and that's the only way to play it safe because this is – we don't bet a thousand, you know, but we bet pretty high. Yeah. So you're talking about content, right? And, and, uh, I want to drill in that a little bit. So, so we've made the assumption here, um, and it's worked out, right. And we've tested is that companies that have spent the time to create a lot of content have, there's a couple things going for them. One, they've created the content, right? They've put the work in They're They've probably identified their personas. They've probably written to that. Um, the other thing is it's likely that they have kind of first party data. Uh, yep. And what I mean by that is, you know, say like a HubSpot or, or a marketing tool where they're kind of uh, measuring the success of the different pieces of content they've created. So they have a little bit of a good idea on what content is the most productive when we put it in front of the right people. Right. So that's been, that's been really successful for us. And, and you would probably agree that layering intent data onto existing content is, is, is a great fit, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, this is timely cause I've spent my entire day, um, building, <laughs> you know, building this kind of stuff and, and working yeah. with the content teams and working with the data teams and all that. Right. One of the really interesting things is, you know, content can map to intent topics really well. And I, I think right. like I see this all the time, is that people take these intent topics or this intent data very literally, right? Yeah. And so they're, they're saying, okay, you know, they're searching for, or, or they're consuming content around this, or they're consuming content around that and saying, well, I'm going to send an email that, <laughs> that, that's caused that particular thing out. And I think that the data is not, that's not what the data is for. The data is really for us to be able to to build a narrative that's like in a context that's close to what the prospect is researching. And sure. so I think that's really where content comes in powerfully is we can take that content and really start to to plant it kind of uh subtly but but telling that story um in front of the prospect while they move through their process and that yeah. Is so powerful from a from a content perspective. Yeah. yeah, and it can guide it can guide the content creation, right? As you see as yeah. you see topics surging and you can go back to your content and, and look for kind of white space there. And yeah. and it and, and it can guide the creation. The other thing that's neat about it is say there's a business that's doing great in a certain vertical or space who is looking uh to test a new to test a new vertical, right? We did this recently with a client and the data helped suggest what content, you know, we should create to get in front of these people. Um, and then we could Mm -hmm. kind of test it. And so that's, that's unique opportunity that the data provides. Absolutely. One of the, one of the interesting, um, sort of adventures that we've been on over the last few days is, you know, very drilled into a specific vertical, huge project. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, 
what's cool in the in the space and with our data provider is you know they've got all these different um, sort of software specific software brands as in 10 topics so we can see where they are you know where they're surging or, or they're they're searching for these specific types of software they're consuming data around this specific type of software so we're we're obviously representing competitor so now we can run like a competitive campaign but we can't say you know don't choose this choose this but we we've basically created this narrative of x versus y versus z versus yes. a and 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 building engagement through that and as we get that first party data we can really start to understand you know where these people are at and that's right. amazing you know cuz yeah. then that that influences our next step and our next step and our next step nice love it so um as i mentioned in the intro we were talking about some success stories do you have any clients or or businesses that you've done this on that are are worth sharing with the audience yeah so uh, actually, with Union, I, I think I, I have the the most fun story. Uh, one of the one of the things that we've been experimenting with um, pretty substantially is kind of linking the the technology that somebody's using with yeah. the with the intent topics. Yeah, and so we drafted on a marketing automation software that's fairly well known, mm-hmm. um, and, and we kind of built our, an audience of people with that. And then looked at intent topics on on topics that might say, you know, I'm not super happy or I'm not getting what I need yeah. out of that, right? What what topics were you seeing? I would I would have to kill you if I told you. <laughs> okay, great. I'll have to log in myself. <laughs> um and so what was really crazy is, you know, I, I'm I've got this list of like eighty people. Uh, and I wanted to validate the data because it's a new strategy. So I'm doing mm-hmm. this all myself. Um, eventually, I'll be able to stop doing that, but it is still fun for me, right? And so, you know, I'm I'm creating the email content, uh, you know, and then we push it out, and I I make some phone calls. And what's crazy is the topics mapped back, or the the conversations that I had been having mapped back almost perfectly to the data. Yeah. And then, and then they were obviously, you know, I think you and I verified that, that they had been using this specific software. And so from a sales perspective, like list building and, and, you know, account identification, that's crazy. Like I couldn't sleep that night. Cause it was just, it was just like, wow, this stuff is so powerful. I'm not guessing like I am in, in, you know, like Facebook marketing or Google advertising, you know, with uh, right. um, these audiences and that kind of stuff. Like some of these topics are, are, are straight line and that's yeah, incredibly yeah. powerful. So yeah. And can't, you know, uh, can, can you prove it with the sex success too? Didn't you generate a qualified lead in less than a uh, hundred? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a list of list of 80 and we're in a sales conversation now. So, you know, it's, it's on the first send. Yeah. First send, right? So like we're we're meeting people where they are with the content mm-hmm. that they want to see um, you know, in 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 the right time. So, you know, we're really getting that recency and engagement just nailed nailed yeah. down. So, I would say that's that's a great story. I think one of the other uh, you know, great days of of intent was, you know, we had I just had this flurry from various clients who, you know, I'm running these kinds of things 
for this flurry of like good timing request for quote. I think there was, I think there was like five or six in one day. Um, you know, and that's, that's when you really feel we do a lot of stuff. This is sales. So it's, it's not like every day, day is a perfect day. Right. Um, but when things are really aligned and things are really calibrated and you run playbooks, sometimes you, you get those days that it's like, wow, this is way, way, way over indexed, way above average. Yeah. Uh, and that was super exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love the conversation where, uh, you know, I'll see you forward the, the email response and it's like, the, the the person we're prospecting is like, oh, as a matter of fact, we just happened to be like looking into X, X Y, and Z. And we're like, right. oh my God, what a coincidence. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, And it I feels like, it's almost like cliche to me, but uh, just because like I'm living in it, right? But, sure. but every once in a while, I'm like walking, you know, walking down the street to, to grab a bite to eat for lunch or something. And I'm like, wow, if I had this 10 years ago, oh, yeah. I'd, I, I, I would be just in a totally different, like I could, you know, just kill it right as a salesperson. So now, now we're doing that for a lot of clients. So, um, that that's really fantastic. I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out as, um, strategies like this and maybe the data becomes more affordable. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and this strategy is more widespread. I'm curious to see where this goes, right? Because, you know, for example, we have, um, we have clients to manufacture in an industry where there's, there's plenty of people doing the same thing. And it's just a matter of like getting ahead of your, getting ahead of your uh, competitors, keeping that gap as wide as possible, but they're eventually going to catch up. Right. And I saw that happen with inbound marketing, right? The yeah. same client was one of the first people in that industry inbound marketing. And now it's just table stakes. Right. Well, yeah, I, I think that that's, that's a, a, a completely valid point. Um, but wow, somebody just walked in. So, um, that's a completely valid point, but the, the thing about it is if you think what, what existed in the sales realm 30 years ago, it's outreach, a little bit different, but not that different. Sure. And so now you know, the, the in, inbound kind of solved for this, like, well, we don't want to do outreach anymore because it, it bothers people, but really, you know, we, we can't emotionally take no. And now <laughs> we've gone to where, now we've gone to the place where it's like, like, whoa, we're arming our sales teams and our biz dev teams with content data and they're still doing what has worked since like, like what, Roman times, right? There has to have been door to door salesmen back there, back then. So, oh, even you know, before that, yeah, yeah. So, so it feels like okay, the data might come back, but what I'm happy about is we're having this renaissance of like outreach is okay. Well, outreach is necessary, but but do it smarter. You know what I think is over the next ten years, you know lists go down from 200 to like 50. If your list is 200, you're a caveman, right? Um, it's not, and, it's not targeted enough. It's not specific no. enough, right? Yeah. 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 So, you know, maybe, maybe the swim lanes get better. I think that's a very like techno optimist view of sales. Um, yeah. but, but, but yeah, that, that's right. But, but like we, like we say here a lot is like, there's no replacing the human hustle. Right. And right now it's, it's a lot of research. It's a lot of, um, specific targeting, but when it comes down to it, it's having conversations and that's just never changed, right? And and that's almost like recession proof, right? Like the, there'll always be a need to sell. 
right. you know, that what you're selling may change and the way to sell is going to need to be re- having conversations and that's just never yeah. going to change. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, that as long as we stay in, in trying to empower our sales teams with this good content and this good data, right? It truly will be, you know, recession proof. I think, you know, as long as you're willing to do the hard work, there will all be, always be a place for this stuff. Yep. Cool. Cool. Um, well, all right, Logan, this wraps up today's episode of Intent Topics. I'm Chris Battis. And I'm Logan Kelly. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Please give us five stars on whatever podcast app you're listening on, and we will see you next time. Take care.